When I see a flood, you see, I promise. When I see a grave, you see a door. When I'm at my end, you see where the future starts. I don't know how you make go away, but I know you will. I don't know how you make go away, but I know you will. You've been good on every promise from Eden to Zion, through every dead end and out of that grave. I don't know how you make go away, but I know you will. When the world's on fire, it's not like you don't have. Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No. <laughs> we don't know what that is. <laughs> you, you gotta love technology. Do not 
seated and welcome to each and every one of you. Whether you are in the house or online, we are glad that you are worshiping with us today. Again, we have an everlasting God who loves us so much that he sent his only son. And the rest is history. Hopefully it's your history, it's my history, my life has been changed eternally because of him. Again, if you are a guest, uh, we're here. We're glad you're with us. We'd like to get to know you. A couple ways for you to do it. Stop at Next Steps on the way out. It's in the family gathering area. That's one way to do it. Uh, you could, if you are online, you can put in the comments section, you know, good morning or whatever. That would let us know you're here. Also, you could text 1C guest to 94,000, and that would let us know you're here, and then we could start communicating back and forth with any questions you might have. Secondly, we will have a time of prayer in just a little bit. So if you'd like to include what's on your heart um, in prayer time this morning, uh, a couple ways you could do it. We have sheets of paper and a, um, a table that you could fill those prayer requests and they'll get to us. You can put it in the comments section in, on Facebook Live. Also, 402-242-5051. That will get it to us and then we're able to uh, include it in our worship today. And then also communion. Here at 1C, we believe it is a gift that God has given to his people. And we believe it is bread and wine, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. It is a beautiful gift of grace. So if that's what you believe, we invite you. In fact, we encourage you to come and celebrate with us. And uh, we do it two different ways now. So if you would like to remain in your seat and take communion, uh, we ask that you pick up those individual communion sets, and that could be found at the kitchen window in the family gathering area, um, or we're going to have continuous communion, and we'll give you instruction about that a little bit later. So if you didn't pick up one of those individual sets, you could still do so. Uh, we have another song or two coming up, so you could go during that time and be back in plenty of time for communion. That's it for announcements. We're here to worship our Lord. and 
somebody doing this, what do you think they're trying to say? Yeah, either stop or I give up. 
<clears throat> that's really what this moment is about when we do confession and forgiveness. But it's not so much giving up. What we find in Psalm 51, what David did is to give over. He knew his sin was great. He knew that there's nothing he could do about it. So he was going to give it over to a merciful, gracious, all-powerful God who can create in him a clean heart. So I hope that's what happens with us. When we, when we do this every week, we do confession and forgiveness. And it is a time where we stop in our tracks and say, I'm going to give it over to you because there's nothing I can do about my sin. So I'd like for us to take the journey and we're going to read slash pray Psalm 51. And I want you just to drink deeply from the Word of God as we say these words and let them come from here as well as up in your head. Uh, but let's, let's do this now. So if I can have it up on the screen. Psalm 51. Let's, let's do this together. Be merciful to me, O God, because of your constant love, because of your great mercy, wipe away my sins, wash away all my evil, and make me clean from my sin. I recognize my faults. I am always conscious of my sins. I have sinned against you, only against you, and done what you consider evil. So you are right in judging me. You are justified in condemning me. I have been evil from the day I was born. From the time I was conceived, I have been sinful. Sincerity and truth are what you require. Fill my mind with your wisdom. Remove my sin and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear the sounds of joy and gladness. And though you have crushed me and broken me, I will be happy once again. Close your eyes to my sins and wipe out all my evil. Create a pure heart in me, O God, and put a new and loyal spirit in me. A lot of words, but I hope you get the, uh, the heart of that message. David admitted to God that he was a sinner. David also knew that he needed to go to God to get mercy and grace and forgiveness. So hopefully that's what you did and I did. And I want to tell you this, because of Jesus... Because of his sacrifice, his death and resurrection, sins are forgiven and we are now, well, we're clean. We're forgiven. And this meal we're now going to partake in is another expression of the grace of God for us. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue in the worship service, you're going to hear a song being sung and shared. Feel free to join in the singing of that song. We're also going to be taking communion. So if you have those individual sets, feel free during the song at any time 
to receive those in faith, knowing that it is the body and blood of Jesus. And then for those of you that are going to come forward, um, you're invited to come forward when the song begins and when we're up here. And as you come forward, if you would like a gluten-free option, just kind of put your finger up like this so we know that's what you want. If you would like also juice instead of wine, do the same thing, and that'll let the server know that is your preferred option. May God be with us and bless us during this celebration of the Lord's Supper. Amen.
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you that no matter where we are or what we're going through, that you are always there to help us put our faith in you. Prayers for a friend's dad who is on a hospice. Prayers for Missy Smolik, who has been admitted to the hospital. Blessings and prayers for Aiden as he departs for college. Prayers for my dad and his upcoming surgery that everything goes well and he feels better after. Prayers for my daughter that she find her way in this great big world and that she lets her faith guide her. Prayers for my friend's mother. Prayers for the new journey in my life. Prayers for continued healing on all that have been sick or are in the hospital. Lord, please lay your healing hands on our country that it can be the great nation under you again. Prayer for all the military. Prayers for the missionaries spreading your word around the world. Prayers of blessings for a happy 22nd birthday tomorrow for Sawyer. May God continue to grow you into the man he called you to be. Prayers for Nancy. We lift you up to the Lord as she continues to receive more news from the doctors. Grant her and her husband Jim and their family peace and comfort. And Jesus, we also ask that you use and put your mighty hand of healing on her. Prayers for our church and all the churches doing God's work. Father, we thank you for all the prayers spoken and unspoken this morning. For you know what's on our hearts even before we even say a word. And we just thank you that you hear us and care for us. Join me and we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. You can come on up and find a seat right up here on the floor. We are going to be looking at Psalm 51 today. So, so come on up. There's plenty of room up here. Yeah. There you go. Come on up. Find a spot. Mr. Greg! Right here in front. Mr. Greg! Come on up. Mr. Greg! Mr. Greg! Mr. Greg! George! George! What? Wait! Wait! George, what's the problem? Are you okay? I'm so glad you're here. Oh, hi, hi, kids. Um, Mr. Greg, yeah. I really need a favor. Mr. Greg, please, I need you to wash me. It's very important. Wash, wash you? Isn't that yes. something you kind of do on your own, George, or maybe with your mom, you know, at your evening bath time? Mr. Greg, what I do in the bathtub at bedtime with my mama is nanya. None your what? None your business. 
Okay, I'm sorry for the bad joke. Mr. Greg, please stay. Please help me. I really need your help. I need you to wash me. Help me. I can't wash myself with my arms. Sure, why not? I'm just dangling there. I really need your help, please. All right, all right. Is this is this your Yeah, that's my towel. Then the soap. Right there. This pretty towel with the the pink kitty embroidered on it? That's your towel, George? You got something to say about that, Mr. Greg? Uh, no, no. Huh? It's just a really nice towel. Yeah, my, my I don't know if I want to get it all dirty. But, no, okay. no, I need it. Mr. Okay. Greg, please. And the soap? soap? Yeah. Ooh, watermelon wonder. Oh, yeah. Sometimes for fun, I just stick it in the onions and spin it around and pour it back in just for a better scent. Oh, George. What? I was hoping this would help you feel be- or smell better, but we'll It see. does, Mr. Greg, but smell is not the issue today. Clean, clean, clean. I need your help. Okay, so, you okay, ready? Thank you. Yes, just maybe go in my... Okay, yeah, head first is good. Mr. But Mr. Greg, yeah. armpit, please. You can lift my arms. Armpit? my armpit, yes. Are you sure? It's very important. Get in there. Yep. Okay, that's good. Very good. <sighs> On the other one, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that feels good. Oh, I will not goodness, make you go George. in the arms in the back because it's too close to the back, if you know yeah, what let's, I'm saying. We'll, yeah. Okay, I don't want to get Greg. this towel now, too dirty. Now, very important. Yeah. Will you please get my heart right Your there? Your heart? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Get it very good, Mr. Greg. All right. There you go, George. Okay, how does it look? Clean? It's, yeah, it looks pretty good. Rick, really clean? You do clean, smell very a little bit clean? better now, too. Yep. Well, if we're talking about how people smell, Greg... I wasn't going to say anything, but, um... Okay, let's uh, not say anything, George. Okay, let's All not right. say anything. Whew, okay, now that I'm clean, I feel better because now I have a clean heart and God will forgive me. Whew. Wait, what's going on, George? What do you mean? Well... Why do you think you need to clean your heart? Well, this thing happened. Well, you see, I was here early this morning and, um... I smelled this very good smell coming from the broken mug. And they had soup, Mr. Greg, chili soup. Chili soup, yeah. Yeah, so I went in there and no one was looking, so I took the whole pot and I started eating it. And then I spilled on the floor, but that's okay, I like floor soup. So I got the silly straws and I started sucking it all up. Off the floor? Yep, right off the floor, it was delicious. But then, big mess, Mr. Greg. Yeah, and I bet. And someone was coming, so I just, I got the panic, and I just ran out of there. And then I saw Pastor Jim. He was practicing his sermon today on Psalm 51. Yeah. He was reading about um, when, you, when you feel like your heart doesn't feel good. You, you feel um, um, convicted. That's what uh. my mommy says. But for me, it feels like a bunch of bugs. Crawling my heart and everybody in there just started pooping. <laughs> That's what my heart That's not felt a good like. Feeling. I felt so bad, Mr. Greg, for doing that thing with the chili. And then I thought, well, Pastor Jim say clean heart. So I thought soap, oh. towel, and then that's where you came in. I see. But yeah. George. So clean. Soap and water will not clean up our sin. Not even a cute little kitty towel will clean up our sin. And the soap won't. But you know what? So you're telling me I had you scrub my armpits for no reason? Well, you do smell better. Okay. So it was a good thing. But there's nothing that we can do to take away our sin. I can't take away this bad feeling in my heart, Mr. Greg. You can't, but Jesus can. Because you know what? The good thing is 
that God knew that we couldn't do anything to take their sin away. So Jesus loves us so much that he came to rescue us from our sin. Yeah, to do what we couldn't do. And Psalm 51 starts out, let me show you. Yeah, come here, let me see, Mr. Prince. Because this is what we were going to talk about here. Okay. It says, Psalm 51 starts out and says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. God's unfailing love. His love doesn't fail. God loves us so much that it covers all of our sin. God forgives us no matter how big of a mess we make, even with chili. And God loves us that much that he forgives all of our sin. Whoa. Yeah. So and I need Jesus, not soap and towel. Well, you need that too, but Jesus washes <laughs> away your heart, sin. For my heart, Mr. Greg. For your heart, yes. Oh. All right. Okay, so what do I do now? Well, Psalm 51 is really a prayer of King David asking God to cleanse his heart, to forgive his sins. Okay. And so there's nothing we have to do but have a heart that receives God's forgiveness in trusting him. And you know what? We can pray anytime and ask for God's forgiveness forgiveness. I think I want to do that. Well, I Mr. think that's Greg. a great idea. And boys and, and girls, you want to pray with us? We can fold maybe, our hands. Maybe, Mr. Greg, maybe some kids feel like that sometimes. Maybe they know how I feel. Yeah. I'm feeling bad. I do something I know I'm supposed to do, Mr. Greg. Yeah, I think a lot of us adults do too. Oh, they do? Yeah. So, Whoa. you know, we can all pray together. That we can fold our hands. Information. All right, we can fold our hands. You want to fold your hands? Well, you're going to need to. There maybe. you go. Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right. And you can okay. repeat after me, okay, George? I love Boys that, and girls, Mr. you can Greg. repeat after me and we'll pray. All right. Okay. All right. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for loving us so much. And forgiving our sins. And forgiving our sins. Clean our hearts. Clean our hearts. And fill them with your love. And fill them with your love. So we can follow you. So we can follow you. Amen. Amen. All Whew. right, there we go. You know, Mr. Greg, I feel very silly about that whole washing escapade. Yeah, that's all right, George. But probably not near as silly as you felt a couple of weeks ago when you tried to stick a balloon under your hat. That was really silly, Mr. Greg. We all saw I, that balloon. You were fooling no one. I know, George. I was just kind of playing around. Oh, but it got worse when you tried to stick it in your pocket. Right, kids? Well, that was ridiculous. Boys and girls, you can go ahead and head on back to your seats. George, I think we should go clean up that mess you made. Oh, you will help me? Oh, okay, sure, why not? Okay, bye, kids! Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eat a Snickers. Better? Better. Hey! I'm open! That hurt. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. How, how many of you remember that commercial? The first time I saw it, I, I laughed out loud because Betty White have an attitude. Now, here's the connection. You're probably thinking, now, how am I going to tie this? Okay, Psalm 51 is all about a changed heart. Betty White, after she eats a Snickers bar, gets a changed, well, heart or attitude. She went from ornery to, to, to be nice. Um, isn't, wouldn't it be great if it was that easy? Especially, you know, it's not us. We're not the ornery ones, but there are other people out there that, boy, if you could just give them a Snickers bar and change their attitude, wouldn't it be great? 
That was my life story from eighth grade to my senior year in high school. I was ornery. I went to a Lutheran grade school, Lutheran high school, but I had a chip on my shoulder, actually chips on both shoulders. I was always looking for some kind of either fight or issue or something. I mean, I was really bad. And any concept of this God, I mean, I would take a step away from it. I didn't want anything to do with that because I was trying to get satisfied in different ways. Didn't last, didn't work. And it wasn't until I went to this, quote, Christian concert, and it was a Christian concert. I wasn't going for the Christian concert. I was going to get out of town, get on the bus, get off the bus, go into town and party. Ended up, the uh, expo center where the concert was was in the middle of a cornfield, so I was forced to get off the bus to go into there, and I just had to sit there and listen. And here's, this, the, here's the message I heard, that God loves even somebody like Jim. I thought I was so far away from God that I couldn't be reached. I saw God as some grumpy old man with his finger out saying, I, I, I find really good reasons to keep you out of heaven. But it was at that concert, through word and song, that I heard a different message. And I think it's the message of what David started to understand. Psalm 51, beautiful psalm. It's one of the very few psalms that gets into detail about the author, the writer, and the, the context. It says, to the choir master, a psalm of David regarding uh, um, Nathan coming to him about Bathsheba. Uh, wow, okay? Pretty big story, storyline. Well, here's what happened. Uh, I think it was Sunday night, often after I preach, Sunday afternoon, I'll kind of just chill. Sunday night, I start looking at my next sermon, you know, and it was supposed to be Psalm 72. But as I was reading it, I just didn't, it just wasn't hitting me. And then I thought about Psalm 51. I thought, what a great way to follow up Psalm 42 is with 51. Now, I'm going to help you understand the why. If you remember last week, we talked about Psalm 42 and the fact that God does not want us to have heavy hearts, all right? In, in other words, depression. And you could see that the psalmist was dealing with something really big. And what had happened was they weren't leading worship like they used to. And their hearts were very heavy and depressed. And then we find in the storyline some things that the psalmist suggests to lift us up and to get us out of depression and not to have a heavy heart. Well, it's going to sound like a contradiction, while I believe God wholeheartedly tells us, don't have a heavy heart, don't have depression, I do believe that he wants us to have a heavy heart, but different. And it has to do with the idea of being repentant. And I don't know what you know about repentance, but here's the difference I'm going to share. When we have a heavy heart and, it's, and we're dealing with depression, it's because we're dealing with sin, my sin and other people's sin, and we turn inward for the solution. Or we try to find it from somebody else. And it only unravels more. The, and it just keeps you in that depressed state. The difference between that and repentant is this. You deal with your sin, you deal with other people's sin, and instead of turning inward, you turn away from the sin and you turn towards God. That's the difference. 
So that Psalm 42, if you remember, that I said the key verse was actually verse 11b, where the psalmist says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So instead of turning inward or looking for solutions to sin on this earth and in our life, instead of looking there, we turn away from it and we look towards God. And that's what David did. He looked towards God and he put his hope in God who is merciful and gracious and kind and loving and compassionate. And when we hear about the description of David, one of the descriptions of David that I just gets me going is he was a man after God's own heart. That's what I want to be. That's what I would want you to be, men and women after God's own heart. Merciful, gracious, kind, compassionate, loving. So I want to take you on um, a short journey of Psalm 51. We're not going to look at all of it. Um, there's a lot to Psalm 51. But I'm going I'm to do the 35,000 foot flyover. I'm going to just touch on a couple topics. And uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get the, the heart of this chapter. All right, Psalm 51 verse 1. It starts out with these words. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. I'm guessing what David was doing after he was confronted with his sin by Nathan. As he was maybe in his mind thinking about how God has shown up faithfully when he was a shepherd boy, you know, being a king. I mean, all the different things that are going on in his world. God has always been faithful. So when he was dealing with sin... He knew that he could turn towards God and get what he needs. And that's mercy. Okay? Undeserved favor of God. Remember, and I always talk about grace and mercy. There's, they sound similar in a way, but they're different. Mercy is not getting what we deserved. David knew that he deserved death and separation from, from God. But what, he, but what he learned about God throughout life is God is a forgiving God. God is a God that wants to give us a second chance and a third chance. So when he's confronted by this sin, he turns to God and says, have mercy on me. He knew where to go. Do we know where to go? If you're sitting here today and you can think quickly about some of the sin that you've experienced this past week, where did you go when you saw that sin? Just think about it. I hope and I pray for me and for all of us is when we deal with sin and the power and the effect of sin, we turn to God. Because only he has that, that mercy, that undeserved kindness, and he, he responds to us in a beautiful way. All right, then we get to verses 2 and 3. So he, he looks to God and says, okay, have mercy on me. But then he asks a very specific request. He says, <clears throat> wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Sometimes I'll look at the scriptures and I'll think, why was it said like that? Couldn't David just said, wash me from my sin? That would have covered it all right. This is where the nuances of the original language, like Hebrew here, 
helps us understand that David is trying to teach us <coughs> the magnitude and the breadth and the depth of our sin. So he uses three different words so that we can't just miss the mark here. So here's, here's an example. He uses the word transgression. And transgression is a high-handed rebellion. It's trespassing. It's a willing, knowledgeable stepping over God's boundaries. One of the commentators said it this way. This is what it would look like. You are driving in your car, and you come to a parking lot, and you see a sign very clearly stated, no parking. And you're only going to run in for 30 seconds, or maybe a minute. And in your mind, you're justifying this, and you decide to park there, knowing that the sign says, do not park. No parking. That's what this is about. It's an unknowledgeable, conscious rebellion against God. God says this and we do that. So David uses that as an example. He knew it was wrong with, to do what he did with Bathsheba and then ultimately her husband Uriah. He knew it would displease God. And yet he went up to that rooftop and he looked over and I don't know if you've given thought to it, my guess, knowing humanity, it probably wasn't the first time he was looking from one rooftop to the next. Maybe it was a battle and a struggle that he constantly had. And he gave into it, openly rebelling against what God said. So David, in his description of what he's asking to be washed from, was this rebellious attitude, and that's you and me too. I'll just, we have the Ten Commandments. I can put those up there for you, but just think about them. God says very clearly, keep God number one, or honor authority, or, and the list goes on, and yet how many times, knowing that, do we cross the line and we do things that we know God is not pleased with? So like David, we come before him and say, okay, God, I have transgressed. I have openly and not, you know, knowingly crossed the line of what you said to do or not do. But he doesn't stop there. He then uses the word iniquity. And iniquity is moral uncleanness. So while transgression is a, an act that we do, moral uncleanness just has to do with your very nature. And he paints the picture, right? He says, in the womb, I was sinful. So he, he understood the fact that his DNA, who he is, not necessarily just what he does, but who he is crosses the line. And that really goes back to Adam and Eve. That goes back to the original sin. It's something that genetically gets passed on from one generation to the next, and we all deal with it. So David says, Yes, it's a rebellion, but yes, it's just who we are. We cannot escape this. And then third, he just uses the word sin. And maybe you've heard this uh, definition. It's either an inability to do what God's desire or um, this concept of missing the mark where, you know, God says, here you go, folks, and we just miss it. That's sin. I think that's a, a safe way to, to have that. 
But look at, again, that second part, or verse 3, where he says, for I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. David knows it's not just a done thing, it's an ongoing thing while he's on this earth. And maybe you're aware of that. Every day we battle with sin. Every day it comes in front of us and it is within us. And every day we need to turn with a repentant heart away from that. And sometimes that could be things like a computer or it could be things like um, when you're going to do your taxes and, you know, can you really deduct this? You know what I mean? And we start just messing with all that. But it means turning away from that and turning towards the truth of who God is and how he loves us. But know that the battle will be intense until we take our last breath. It's, it's, it's there. Verse 4, against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Let me just stop there. But wasn't his sin against Bathsheba? Wasn't his sin against her husband Uriah, putting him in the front lines, knowing he's going to be killed? David's kind of letting us in on a truth here. Every sin that everyone commits is ultimately against God. It may be against you or you. You know, I may quote gossip about somebody, but every sin we do from Adam and Eve until the end of time is always against God. So he sees this big pile, this big pile of sin, just in Jim Thielen's life. But then he sees the big pile of sin that's just in this room right here. He also sees the big pile of all humanity today and also from the past and also the future. And that's why the concept that is so important and yet so hard to understand is the grace of God is greater than all sin. The grace of God is greater than all sin. I didn't believe that in high school. I thought my sin was greater than his grace. No wonder I didn't turn to him. No wonder, like repentance is turning towards God, but if you have a wrong view of God, if you think that he is this, like I said, old grandpa up in the sky looking for reasons to keep you out, no wonder you wouldn't turn to him. But instead, we have a God who has such a love for humanity that he did everything and anything so that we can be forgiven, so we can have this relationship restored, that we can love each other, and that we can have a place in heaven. That's the kind of God we have. And that's his attitude towards people like you and me. That's why when we get to verse 10, and this is a, a different version of it, you, you, you know, created me a clean heart, oh God, but here's, here's almost a plea. Oh God, please give me a new heart. Please renew my heart. And David was given that comfort of forgiveness. And I pray that you and I, in our journey in life, would experience that love and forgiveness. And maybe it means taking a step back and taking a look at John 3.16 in light of your personal world and your personal struggles. And I know it's maybe a cutesy way of doing it, but I do believe that when you look at John 3.16, make it personal. Maybe you've heard this before, but when you get to the word world, just put your name in there because it was you specifically that he so loved. 
It was you specifically that he sent his only son and that if you or I believe in him, we will not perish. In other words, have a heavy heart for eternity. Rather, we'll have eternal life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, thank you. All right, come on up, Tim. As Tim is making his way up here, just a reminder, uh, we have these brochures, bulletins, whatever you'd like to call them, and they're available on the way in or out, and in there you'll find lots of different things. So, example, we have a voters meeting coming up August 22nd at 10 o'clock, and we're going to be doing election of the officers. And so, please, if you can't be thinking about that, it's a little bit off, but we'd love for you to do that. Um, also, August 15th, we're going to encourage um, kids of all ages. If you're heading off to school somewhere, somehow, um, we ask you to come up for the kids' message. And I'm thinking, you know what? Even if high schoolers want to come up for the kids' message, that would be cool. Right? Or if you're going off to college and you're still here, come on up for the kids' message. I would love to see how they're going to handle that. And we're going to pray, not just on the backpacks, but we're going to pray a blessing on their year of schooling. Another thing we're asking is, as our teachers do so much for our kids and families, uh, we'd like to maybe help out just a little bit. Um, I just know personally from teachers I've known over the years, sometimes they reach into their own pockets to get things for kids. Well, we have a list here of things that if you are so moved, um, if you would like to buy these things, bring them to the church, we'll get them to these teachers so that these kids will be blessed. So, please be thinking like that and, and uh, praying about how you can make a difference. Last but not least, oh, Tim, yeah. DCE intern. Ta-da. Exploration. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you want to pull out that bulletin Pastor was just talking about, if you open it up, you'll see three uh, black circles on the top. And uh, that is uh, a representation of our rhythm here at 1C, which is up, in, and out. So this morning we're experiencing up, worship. And uh, as the school year gets back into the rhythm of things, uh, we begin our, our emphasis on fellowship and discipleship, our in emphasis. Um, so we worship here, and then we have fellowship and discipleship on Wednesdays through exploration. Um, so if you want to pull out your smartphones, uh, I'm here to tell you about uh, the app that we have. So this is called Church Center. You'll see it up here all the way on the left. So this is my smartphone. So I have the app. Uh, so if you pull that out, you can look up Church Center. And once you download Church Center, you'll be able to see uh, Columbus, Nebraska has uh, 1C the Sanctuary right there, uh, right at the top left. And then once you click on that, uh, it'll pull up our page. So it has a picture of our church. And then all the way at the bottom left, uh, there's a little thing that says events and classes. So once you click on that, you can see everything that we offer here for fellowship and discipleship. So getting to know uh, the people around us, growing in relationship, and growing as followers of Christ. So once you can click on those, uh, you can see our summer camp, you can see our adult classes, you can see everything we offer for children's and kids ministry, everything to grow as disciples and followers. Um, so we would ask that if you'd like to be involved, please register. Uh, this isn't something to be exclusive or uh, elite or anything. It's meant to uh, give us just insight into how much of a resource we need uh, to prepare for the size of the group we have and include as many people as possible. So once you click on a class, it'll just ask you some personal information and let you know when they meet. So uh, if you haven't already, Church Center is the app we're asking you to get. 
and uh, learn more about what we do here at 1C. So. Good, and thank you. If you want help with that, stop by Next Steps or catch one of us. Absolutely. We'll, we'll kind of walk you through that. We just think it's a very good tool to utilize. And I'll just say, as a church becomes bigger and the crazier we are in our world, to have a tool like this that we can utilize to communicate, it's really important to communicate. So please consider that if you would. Uh, that's it, but thank you so much. Thank you. I want to share with you the blessing. Remember this blessing, these words? It's not something that Jim Thielen thought of. Like, boy, this would be kind of cool to say. These are words from Scripture. The, this is the blessing that God gives to his people as they go out on a journey. So I'd like to invite you to stand, and I want to share with you this, this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let's sing together. Fullness of eternal promise Stirring in your sons and daughters Earth revealing heaven's wonders Spirit come, Spirit come What you spoke is now unfolding children shall be holding dreams awaken in this moment spirit come spirit come pour it out let your love run over here 
Everybody go in peace and serve the Lord.